When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands uh but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Row. That's right. Uh, I'd like to start off today, if I can, and I will, by saying good evening to Don. That was not worthy of this show. And I'd like to say good evening to Don again. I'm going to lift my skirt here and show you. Oh. That's a genius edit. That's, that's Anthony's work right there. Or Andrew, one of them. The, the the timing Don on the on my O. Let's I'm going to lift my skirt here and show you. Oh, that was terrific. Good evening to uh, myself, gobbledygookerish. Uh, good evening to Don again. Is floundering have anything to do with the fish? Good evening to both myself and Don. I'm sorry, I'm just swallowing some mango. Oh, nice. God's nectar. Did it move? I'm sorry. I don't understand, I don't think. It's a Seinfeld reference. It was a what reference? A Seinfeld reference. Oh, God, it got it. Did it move? He was struggling in a certain area, and he took the mango, he ate the mango, and he said it moved. God, oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a little obsessed. And lastly, good evening to myself. The middle. Hey! Sorry. Also. A big shout-out to uh, my friends, uh, the great DJ Cast One, who you can hear every morning with myself, uh, Ebro, and Laura. Cast One's wife's uh, family, Sonia. Sonia's family, Cast sent me a picture of them sitting in what looks like a glorious Long Island backyard with us on the uh, the big television out oh, there. Oh, nice. Looks very nice. By the way, what a beautiful outdoor seating situation they have. All sorts of comfortable chairs, a, an outdoor fireplace thing going. Very nice. How much does an outdoor TV set you back? Yeah, that is interesting because it is. What? How do, what do you cut? You have to cover it still, right? No, I, I, I think there are certain TVs that. Yeah, maybe you do have to cover it, like in the winter time. I guess. I don't know. That's a good. I really don't know a lot about it. I know there's some like outdoor bars that have it. There must must be some way you cover it, but I think that there is some protection from the elements. Oh no! I've been for some reason my uh, my yes connection. Oh no! The power went off. Yeah, I don't know what happened. You reboot for so in the Washington game, you think that Young is going to chase Jones? That's right. Oh no! Oh no! What happened? <laughs> oh man! You, you know what? That really, 
that really gets me excited for football season. A segment that I fought so hard for, that Michael fought, everyone fought tooth and nail against it except you, Don. I actually thought of that segment today, Peter. CBS has already announced their week one announcer. Oh, man, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to hit it today. I was thinking about it. Go, 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 that's that that was me and Don mic'd up during a game last season. And um Here's a Michael, guy Michael was wrong about that. I think As so. Michael remember Michael fought against uh, Drop Madness. If you remember. Which has become a, dare I say an institution. Well yeah, and by the way, Drop Madness now is less it's less about the the championship itself and more about the conversation for the year that precedes it. Oh yeah. It's a gift that keeps giving. That's the thing. What's Thanksgiving like at the Carlin House? Disappointing. <laughs> All right. Let's, turkey, uh, ducky, turkey, ducky. I'm excited about the changes this year, if, if they do happen. D- by the way, do we have a – does Freddie Keeking have a job? Is yeah, Keeking he out of the league? No, don't say it ain't so. It's impossible. I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think it's possible, to actually, unless you choose Freddie to Keith. leave. I refuse to accept. I mean, even didn't you find it interesting um, watching the Giant Patriot game that he uh, Joe Judge went right back to New England and just sitting oh, yeah. there like it never oh, happened. Yeah. I know. Oh yeah, that 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 makes sense there. Hold on, how does he spell kitchen? Like, is he Freddie Freddie is a senior analyst for South Carolina. Is that so he's out. Real, is that even a real job? I don't care. I really hope it's not the end of the line for Key. Now, have you um have you fired up uh, Hard Knocks yet? No. I think I'm going to do it tonight. I think I'm I think I'm firing up Hard Knocks cuz I want to see what's his face the lunatic in Detroit. Dan Campbell. Why not? It's weird. You know I love football. Oh, you're one of the biggest football guys in the business today. I'm a football guy. Through and through. Never got into Hard Knocks. The only one I ever watched was the Jet one because of, it was the Jets and it, it was Rex. We, we talked about it on the air. Doesn't doesn't interest me at all. I I don't know why it should. Let me hold on before there's I. Some, there's something I, I don't know what it is. Before I respond. Before I respond. Really curious to hear Andrew's thoughts on this. Oh, I'm sure he's going to kill me. No, no I don't no. know. I'm not. I'm not going to kill you. Although I will say the uh, the Jet one was phenomenal. I loved that season of it. I watch it inconsistently. Uh, and when I watch it, I like it. But for some reason, it's, I don't know, it's not, it, it never became appointment television for me. Wow, so, so Andrew's kind of, and, and, I, and I'm not that way. I, I'm, I'm very strange with my television viewing. I'm either all in or I'm out. Like, I know there are people like, yeah, I, I watch that show sometimes. Like, I, I don't, I, I, if, if I watch it, I watch it every week. And if I can't watch it every week, then I'm out. So, so I, think, I think Andrew and I are, on the, are simpatico. Where if I was like a little different and would parachute in, if I'm not going to be all in and watch every episode, I'm not going to bother. So we're kind of in the same. So l- let me say this: vicinity. It is repetitive, obviously. Um, that being said, I I've watched at least a portion every year. I would say of the 21 seasons, I've minimum minimum been committed to 18 of them. Okay. I I, I would say I mean Ravens to start, of course. Cowboys, 
Don't remember the Chiefs in 07 well, but I'm sure I watched that early. I was fully in at that point. Cowboys again. Cowboys did it twice in the first five years. Bengals, Jets, Miami, Cincy, Atlanta, Houston, L.A. Rams in 16, Bucks in 17, Browns in 18, Raiders uh, in in 20, they did the Rams and the Chargers, which was interesting. Well, I don't think one was probably on HBO and the other one was probably a. No, uh, it was HBO and they went back and forth. Oh, really? Okay. Because yeah. I know what one of those with the Cardinals. There was one that was not on HBO. So, so yes, there was a there was a Hard Knocks adjacent on Prime during the mid mid season. Right. Incredible. It. it I, I didn't watch it all, which makes it sound like it's not incredible. It, it it's not that I I got distracted in some way. But it was really good. And then last year, of course, Hard Knocks came back, and they did a mid-season episode with Indy, which I thought was fascinating, especially with the way things melted down for Indy. Now, this year, they have, as I mentioned, Dan Campbell, they have Detroit right now, which my guess is, what, two weeks in? Mm. Maybe tonight, the second episode debuts? And then, they're do- Don, they're doing another mid-season with Arizona this year. Okay. So we're not going to we're not going to get you over there. Huh? Now, if the Giants did it because it's my team and then I'd have to watch it cuz we'd probably talk about it on the show. I oh, if the Giants or Jets did it, you'd be in. Well, the Jets I do I Are I, you I watching? When the Jets did it. Um, I don't know how the Giants have dodged it. I mean, I don't I know. I guess just because of Maris standing in the league cuz I think doesn't everybody have to do it at least once? I mean, supposedly, but Washington has uh, ducked it too. Well, the and NFL is probably happy about that. And don't you think if you're Washington, again. Well, they wouldn't be able to have any cameras in the courtroom. Like half of it would be right. all like sketch artists. That's a great point. <laughs> That's a great point. Because I would think if I was trying to show the entire league that my culture changed on, yeah. I'd be begging HBO to come. Put the cameras here. I want to show everyone what we do around here now. Now, speaking of football docs, I started today the Manti Teo doc. Okay. Series on Netflix. Um, boy, wow, yeah. What what seemingly what a sweet guy who just was completely lost, and it's a really double sad story because they have the person who catfished him as a primary interview in this as well. Okay. Um, and, and hearing that struggle is really challenging and and sad too. Obviously something like that doesn't happen from a happy person just playing a prank with how detailed this went, you know, Don, it was a full life. No, it's just a shame. Nice that it, 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 I was going to say, it's sad that when you think of Manti Teo, you only think of this because I looked earlier, you know, Listen, he wasn't a superstar, but he had a no. seven-year NFL career. He was an NFL player, but that's all you think about. Isn't that, doesn't that stink? He was such a stud. And he, by the way, this is very interesting. In episode one, Don, they taught this. This is, I think, a little bit of insight into how in, easily influenced he may be. Um, he was a very devoted religious kid. Mm. His parents described him as, a, as incredibly obedient. Everything was yes, sir, yes, ma'am. That's just like who he was. He wanted to go to USC. 
That was his plan. He decided it. He was thrilled. He ran into a mentor of his who was like a father figure who basically said to him, I think you should go to Notre Dame. And he threw out his plans to go to USC and went to Notre Dame. And they show him signing his letter of intent, looking depressed. And he was like, I wanted to go to USC. But So it, it's very interesting stuff. I recommend it, Don. Okay. And, and, and it's short. I mean, it's just a couple episodes. Okay. Just, you know, listen, if it interests you, please. I don't work for Netflix. Um, let's go to Buck Kevin in Monticello. (laughs) No, no, no. No, Let's go to Buck in New York, giving us an update on Cookie Carrasco. New York. Carlos got test back. Actually, pretty good news. Grade one. That's uh, that's good news. Thought it could be something a little deeper, but he's on the DL though. We hope it's not as long as. Some of those things take. We'll see without putting time frame on it. We uh, optioned uh, Donis out. So basically we got R.J. Alvarez and Nagosik here. So getting a couple of fresher arms. Not fresh, fresher. Nobody's fresh this time of year. So we'll get covered there. <laughs> I love the guy. I guess Escobar is a late scratch. That's why Beatty was called up. Edgardo Escobar. Mm. It, it's interesting how it works in sports. That's flying high, incredible homestand. And listen, it's only one game, but they lose thirteen to one. Before the game, they they put uh, two guys on the IL. They end up putting another guy uh, in Carrasco on. We'll find out what with Escobar's situation. <laughs> like you can't have nice things. That that's the war of attrition. Something something's going to come and and upend you. And are, are you going to be able to recover from it? You just march on and win, or do you do you, you lose four or five in a row because of it? We'll see. Um, let's hear from. We haven't played this um, Jets audio. Okay. Let's hear uh, from Dwayne Brown on why he chose to come to the Jets. I think the Jets have a lot of young talent, uh, a lot of potential. Uh, myself and Coach Sala worked together in Houston early in my career, early in our careers, and I just you know watched him. You know, in San Francisco when I was in Seattle, and always had a lot of respect for him. And you know, when he came here, a lot of guys on the team just talked about how how great he was. You know, what I mean, how much how hard he wanted to play for him. Uh, so I like the culture he was building. Garrett Wilson on the difference between Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. There's definitely a difference, you know. It's it's a lot of experience right there with Flacco. And, you know, I feel like everything with him is to take some pace off and put pace on the ball. You know, he kind of does a good job of, of making uh, the passes, you know, receiver-friendly. That's the best way I can put it in the words, you know. It's pretty easy to catch. Take some off the ball when you're running the slant route versus, you know, out route or put some zip on it because it's got to be, you know, things like that. Now, people could read into that to make it a little something. I don't I don't think there's anything intended. Oh, you're talking about a... You know, you don't you don't forget experience. You know, no. Flacco is not the quarterback that won the Super Bowl because he's older. He's at the end of his career. But but he's still that guy. But we know how hard it is to play that position. I, I don't know what the percentage is, if it's 50% smarts and 50% talent. Uh, maybe it's probably more smarts of just putting yourself in the right situation and be, just being smarter than everybody else, and that comes with experience. That's why um, Wilson's got to play to get that experience, but I don't, I don't think it's a thing. I mean, Joe Flacco knows how to win games. It's just a matter of whether he still has the skill set to do it, 
on a consistent basis, but he knows how to play the position. Um, let's hear from Mike Tannenbaum. Hmm. Expectations for the Jets should not be affected by Wilson's injury. Yeah, the best players play, and there's no excuses. You know, I had the great fortune in my career, guys, of, of working for Coach Parcells at the Jets, and one of his mentors was a guy named Al Davis, the late great owner of the Raiders. And I just remember one of the things that Coach Parcells talked about all the time that Al Davis used to say is, no one cares. And what he means by that is, in football, you start with 90 players, and things are going to happen, and you either win or you go home, and nobody cares. So, Zach Wilson gets hurt, Makai Becky gets hurt, everyone's going to have injuries and nobody cares so for the Jets it's the next guy up and you know they have Joe Flacco and the expectation is him or Mike White should go in there and play good football now Chris Canty we played some audio from Chris earlier oh, we sure. got up this morning uh, about the Jets and really got Don fired up here's Chris you're telling me that there is already reason to be thinking about whether or not the Jets will give up on Zach Wilson after this year. Yeah, there's no question about it in my mind, Greeny, because you're talking about the opportunity cost of it all. Do you want to be in a position that the New York Giants are in with Daniel Jones, where they passed on Justin Herbert thinking that they had their franchise quarterback? No, you don't want to do that. So this is something that the Jets would have to consider. And let's also keep this in mind. If Zach Wilson has a terrible year because of injury or otherwise, then not only are you talking about a new quarterback, you're probably talking about a new general manager, too. Don. There's a couple of things I take exception to. Number one, comparing it to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has had injuries, but he's played three years in this league, and we haven't seen anything to get you overly excited about him. A little bit. When he first came in, that game against Tampa, and they won the game. They won it on a missed field goal that would have won the game for the Bucs, but still, they won the game. But we haven't really seen anything. It's not really about the neck injury. It's about just the lack of production. All right, so don't compare it to Daniel Jones. The other thing is is that he said injury or otherwise. So are you telling me that if it was a torn ACL and he was out for the season, you'd be looking for another quarterback? And what was the line? Because Chris Canty um, spoke to our uh, Anthony Pusick because he's on the air from 3-7, to seven, so he couldn't come on. But Anthony, what was the quote from Chris when he was when he uh, heard what I said? Yeah, he texted me. He said, "Tell Don that fairs are where pigs get judged. This is the NFL." But he also added that in context, he says there's precedent for something like this with the Cardinals moving on from Josh Rosen after just one year. Now, this okay. of course would be two years of Zach, but really, if he's hurt for a long period of time, which he's not, it would be one year of Zach Wilson's play. But, but that's. That's what he said. But there is no context because Kingsbury came into Arizona. Right. And once they changed the head coach, they were changing the quarterback. The head coach and the general manager are not going anywhere. All right. So they're they're married to this quarterback. So they want to see this work. So I don't think there's a relation between the Arizona situation and Rosen and the Jets and Wilson. And also, it's not about being fair. I just don't I, – I really disagree with his opinion that it's – it's a it's this year or bust. What? Why would it be? Like if he if he gets hurt, Peter, I, I want to see him play. Now if he goes out there and is god awful and is healthy, well that's a different situation. Now now you're probably thinking, all right, well what are you going to do here? It's been you know one slightly well a, you know borderline average season and then a god awful season. We might be in trouble here. But if it's injury, uh, I don't I don't think they're going to cut bait. If you believe in the quarterback, Peter, why would you get rid of him after two years or move on from him because he got hurt? And when oh. It's not about being fair. That, that doesn't make any sense. You love the guy. He gets hurt. 
and are you going to move on when he when he might be able to play and be healthy in year three? Come on, I I know it's what's fair, and there's no more five year plans or three year plans. But if a general manager believes in a quarterback, he is going to see it through until he sees on the field that the guy can't do it. And if he's hurt, then you don't really know. Again, Phil Simms was hurt for the first four years of his career. They stuck with him. Eventually, they went to Scott Bruner, which uh, Bill Parcells admitted was a mistake. And then eventually, he gave the job to Phil. And a couple of years later, they win a Super Bowl because they believed that was the that was the quarterback. This is the same. And, and you telling me that he's going to get fired, Peter? If Wilson got hurt? Now, if he's not productive and healthy, different story. But hurt? Come on. I spent this whole time thinking about where did the phrase God-awful come from? Hmm. What a strange word. Because God is positive, no matter what your belief system is. Regardless, most people would say God is positive. I wonder if it's just like a replace for GD. It's from the 1800s, it says. That was the first time it was used. That was not worthy of this show! But... Overall, I thought Chris got you know a little, little hot take either. Here's a guy. I mean, listen. That's let's just be realistic too. I, I don't disagree with you. It's what's encouraged in this business. They have, these shows are on every day. They need no, to not, give I'm takes saying you for can't have hours opinion. and hours a day. I'm not saying you can't have an opinion. Uh, you know, Peter had an opinion that you know Shermer wasn't going to work. He was right. Joe Douglas no, no. wasn't going to work. He was right. Judge. No, well, Shermer, you said it too. Oh, I did. Yeah, so you don't even know how good you are. Well, I wouldn't get credit for it anyway, except from anyone but you. Thank well, you. Well, I guess I pay attention. All right? So you're allowed to have opinions. Like, I have an opinion. I, I believe that at some point this year, Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants. But to, to throw out that, you know, Joe Douglas could lose his job, I think that's just – that's a bit much. But – him and Chris do a great show. Talking, I encourage you um, to uh, listen to the podcast and not live. You're talking about CNC Music Factory. Is that that would be a great name, right? Or at least they should incorporate because that's that's a good song. And when I say song, that's the one song I know. Gonna make you sweat. So, yeah, that's right. I know there's others, but that's the one. Well, they also did a ripoff of uh, "I've Got the Power." No, that was Snap. Didn't they do Everybody Dance now? Yes. That's probably their biggest, right? Ooh. That, now, this is – see, now what? You know what, Andrew? You know what? You've, you've stepped onto a, an absolute hornet's nest. Between gonna make you sweat uh, – I'm going to need the first 20 seconds, Anthony, if possible, of both. Aren't they kind of the same song now that oh, I think about it? Are they kind of the same song? <laughs> They're almost exactly the same I, song. I was just going to say, we sure you sure that this they aren't the same song? It just we're, we're both in different parts of the song? Yo, I remember, you asked about weird things we did as a kid. I remember playing Everybody Dance Now on my parents, like my, when no one was home. I'd play that on my parents' stereo as loud as I could and just do the running man as hard as I could alone. By the way, I think <laughs> I think they are, they are the same song. I just okay. looked it up. All right. Wait, <laughs> wait are you sure? It's Everybody Dance Now, parentheses. It says going to make, make you sweat, sweat parentheses, right. Everybody Dance Now. I, okay. I, I feel I feel vindicated, okay? But I'm not mad at Andrew because wait, I could see where you think it was two different songs. I, I could see and see it. But now, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the work of George Thorogood. Sure, sure, sure. He's got a great song. It's a really long song. One bourbon, one shot, and one beer. 
Okay. Scotch and one beer. And it's a long song, and people think it's like two different songs, the beginning and the end of the song, and they think it's like two different songs. So it happens. Because I, I keep thinking of bump, 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 bump. Like they used it in old school, right? Bump, 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 bump. And I'm like, that can't be, that can't be both songs. It's got to be the same song. I think it's going to make you sweat the, the big one. Uh, do you want to get funky? No. No. This um, is it. Here We Go was a little something. And then um, Things That Make You Go, hmm. Was okay, the, so they're not a one-hit wonder because that was a big song too. Things That Make You Go, hmm, was a thing for sure. But not as big as. We have some more stories to get to on the other side. You know, Let's keep this, this thing was going too good. We had to, we, we we had had to. to follow this. We had that's the thing. You know who I, you know who I pray to God is listening right now? Alan Hahn. I think Alan Hahn would have really enjoyed that well, journey. Alan Hahn's show ended at, uh, what, uh, 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's just pulling into his driveway now. So I think he's probably listening. <laughs> more, more ENN next right here on Yes and 9870 SBN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Peter and Don. As ENN roars on, dare I say, Don. Roars on. Um, the Giants announced seven new members to the Ring of Honor earlier. Okay. Do you know them? I do. Okay. And it would go uh, Mr. Rodney Hampton. That's correct. A running back that would have gotten way more recognition had it not been the same era as the great Emmett Smith. But he was a heck of a running back. Was on that 90 team, but he broke his collarbone, so he didn't play in the Super Bowl. And he was part of some pretty good teams in the early 90s for the Giants. Then you've got O.J. Anderson, Otis Anderson, MVP of Super Bowl 25, And the Giants acquired him at the trade deadline from – the Cardinals in 86, so he was on two Super Bowl teams, scored a touchdown in Super Bowl 21, hung around and then got the opportunity after Joe Morris broke his foot and was a part of the 90 championship, won the MVP in Super Bowl 25. Then you've got the aforementioned Joe Morris, who had a phenomenal 86 season and is definitely deserving of that. A very underrated defensive player. We hear so much about Martin and Carson and certainly Lawrence Taylor and Carl Banks, but Leonard Marshall oh, yeah. was just an absolutely terrific, terrific really, defender. Really was. was um, uh, and then you got some of the old-time guys like um, uh, Kyle Rote and Jimmy Patton and another guy that Giant fans know, but you may not be familiar with him. He's been there forever. I forget what his first year was. It might have been, been 82 was Ronnie Barnes, their trainer. Mm. I got to look and see when he started. I cuz I'm it might be 82. So he's been there forever. So I I great selections all. So you're you're good with all of these. Yeah, cuz this is like retired numbers like you do 
you do you, right? Right, except the numbers <laughs> yeah. aren't even retired, so you can really do whatever you want. So, let's see. He joined the Giants as their athletic trainer. Wow. He was the athletic training intern from 76 to 79 and officially became their athletic trainer in 1980. And then he became the head athletic trainer in 81. Wow. That's God. unreal. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Did did football in 76, did the football have stripes? <laughs> it's, it's just like, like they show like all the old Bella, like Belichick, I, th- I think his first season was in like with the Lions in 75 and you see highlights and it's like, that's not even the same game. 80, 47 years with the team. On the medical staff. Um, uh, Don, reportedly the um, pursuit of Donovan Mitchell maybe picking yeah. up, according yeah. to The Athletic. Ugh. Has, after, has there ever been a trade to take longer? After weeks of silence, the Knicks and Jazz have reengaged. Bing uh, bong! This is, like, this is like a couple that, that meets on uh, Tinder but takes three weeks to actually <laughs> schedule the coffee. Maybe you're just not into each other, okay? Yeah, maybe. You're, if you, know. you really love the picture, wouldn't you have hustled to get the date? Ah, uh, not this week. Maybe next week. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just too busy. Most people, if they really want to do it, they're they're they're. You know, how, what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing right now? So we'll we'll see. <clears throat> uh, but reportedly, things are picking back up there now. This is interesting. The NBA will not hold games on election day. <clears throat> the, the league typically plays no games on Thanksgiving and no games on Christmas Eve. And, of course, they take a few games off around the All-Star game. Right, and they should take the knee this Christmas, as we talked yesterday. Right, it's, that, it's a tough one. <laughs> and the NBA has decided this year to use the night off in November as a night to encourage fans to vote and promote nonpartisan civic engagement. All 30 teams will play on November 7th, the night before the midterm elections. Can I tell you, Don, the, the real move? What's that? If they, if they wanted to be serious. If they were being serious about doing something, hmm. play on election day and give people free tickets who voted. That's I was going to say, or set up kiosks outside the arenas, right? Or make where or they make, could vote or, before the game. That's great. Or make the arena a polling center. Yeah. Now we're talking. Taking now, the day off. Well, I, what were you going to listen? I wasn't going to vote because I had tickets to the Bucks game at seven thirty. But now that the Bucks aren't playing, I'll head in at three and get it done. Yeah, I think that's the – and, again, I don't know all the logistics, but, you know, I've been to these polling stations, and it's just about, you know, getting the 76-year-old to the location. <laughs> so I think they can probably go to an NBA arena just as easily as they can go to the local library. Um, but that I think that would that would be better to do that. And also we had people on Twitter – I don't know if you got this at all. Hmm. That, oh, they would never have the, the Mets or Yankees parade on November 8th. That's election day. We never said that. That Tuesday we'd be moving on the football. We said the parade would be on the seventh that Monday. Monday, if they won the World Series on a Saturday. So people don't listen. But anyway, that would I I I think logistically you can make that happen. Like bowling usually close around eight. Mm-hmm. So that game starts something. at seven. Get people there early. They vote. They go in. They get their free ticket. Go enjoy the game. So somebody that maybe wouldn't vote, which I which I. I don't want to get political, but 
Tom Morello, who is an idol of mine, a guitar player from Rage Against the Machine, just refuses to vote. By the way, who played the Garden this weekend? I, I wanted to go. I was I was down the shore. I heard I heard it was unbelievable. They played. Yeah, there. I saw them live in '96 at the Meadowlands. Incredible. I think Zach De La Roca though tore a hamstring or something, got hurt. Oh no! Which Don't ironically, when I saw him in '96, he was jumping up around, went down on his ankle wrong, and and had to leave the stage. They delayed it for like a half hour. They taped it up, and he came out. Because he runs all over the stage, but anyway, he's at, like I don't vote. I don't believe in voting. I, I don't. I don't get that. Like I, I think that y- your voice should be heard. Um, and even if you think you have two candidates that you can't stand, there's got to be one that you is an, an iota better than the other. Or show up and 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 write something in. Well, just you know, I, I just think that it's show us it, something. It. it I, I. I think. And obviously, when you look at the the, the polling numbers, and that's why. The NBA is, thinks they're doing the right thing by not playing to try to get more people to vote. I, I think they can do a little bit more, but at least their their heads in the right place and their hearts in the right place. Right. But it's something that um, is such an honor to have, and it's it's a voice that we have. And you know, for your vote, it takes two votes against you to beat you. And and right now, it's kind of hard to imagine you wouldn't see a discernible oh. difference between. Well, again, I, I don't want to get political in that sense, but no. how, whatever your beliefs are, you ha- I mean, I, I can't believe, Peter, that you don't have an opinion on whoever the candidates are going to be. I mean, the Republicans and the Democrats could not be two more polar opposites right now. I will now. say, though, it is hard. I, I, let me tell you something about New York voting, though. The amount of different election days we have is absolutely obscene. I know. We vote again, I think, next Tuesday. Better be, because I didn't go today. Um, but we just voted, Don, like, what, two months ago? It, it's The New York election days are so, – it's like they don't want you to vote. It's like they're doing everything in your power to be confused and not know when it's time to vote. And, by the way, you'll be voting again next week and then again in November. Um, quickly, Tiger Woods met with other PGA Tour players to discuss a response to the Live Series. Saw a video earlier of Tiger arriving in Philadelphia and jumping in the car. Tiger behind the wheel, by the way, for better or for worse, driving Ricky Fowler. Yeah. I just want Tiger to be careful. But um, I just think he loves to drive, and I respect it. Yeah, he's uh, – Driving's he, great. No, he's – he's Tiger is uh, – he's clearly a stubborn man. That we know, okay? <laughs> the man does not let well, go. He And by the way, I'm watching him walk down. You can see he's still walking with a limp right now. He's not all the way back. Well, listen, he, he got out of line in that accident. He obviously was exceeding the speed limit. And hopefully he learned his lesson, and he's a safer driver for it. But I, I, I respect wanting to drive. Um, lastly, if if you were worried, remember we a lot of people asked me when Vince McMahon left WWE, you know what what changes there could be, what kind of effect there could be. Well, the, the numbers have been up on TV basically every week since Triple H took over the book. Um, uh, Raw did 1.98 million last night. They beat out. The last episode of Better Call Saul. Um, Which I heard from people that are in the know for that show, and I have not watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, and I'm I'm a lesser person for it. I admit that. Okay, good. I even looked it up, 62 episodes of Breaking Bad. They're an hour, but I got to get this in my life somehow. But the people that we were down the shore with um, were big Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and apparently the last episode was incredible. I I wonder if anyone... I wonder if anyone out there listening can relate. I'm behind on Better Call Saul. It's one of the hardest shows to catch back up on in history because it's like all sort of a, the same tempo and feel, and it's, it's very low energy. 
but really well done. Uh, and also, WrestleMania 39, which is in L.A. next year, um, sold over 90,000 tickets in the first 24 hours of tickets going on oh. sale on Friday, more than any event in WWE history. But so, are we off to a pretty good this? start. What do you say? Are we surprised by this? I, 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 am I surprised? No. But what I say, when a change this big happens at a company, you're not sure how it's going to have oh. an impact. Clearly, things are, are, are in a good place right now. If you love wrestling, I, I, the indiscretions of Vince McMahon is not going to deter you, I would think. And I also think there's a younger generation that maybe doesn't even relate to the man anymore. No, it's, but the, just the fact that they've done such a great job going where they've been going. It's been, it's been a positive few weeks. All right, uh, Dan Grosser coming on with us next. We All close right. things out on 98.7 ESPN and Yes. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.